welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's go ahead and get grimy. Hooray! I'm it's ready! Time. Best day of the week, right? It's grime time, bitch! <laughs> I dab. Fox back! <laughs> right? Is that coming up? Set them forward? Fall? Back. Ew, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Well, grime time, you just you just set them forward a whole fucking year. Wait, fallback's a good one, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I do when I think about it. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. We're setting them back. Uh, Flora, how's your week going? It's chaotic. It's hot. All I've been doing is playing Fall Guys. That's my identity now. It's all I ever do. <laughs> I've won three times, but you're going to hear this two weeks from now, so I'm sure I would have won at least three more times since then. We could only hope. It's all we do in the Discord. Please join our Discord. You can join patreon.com slash keeperchat to get access to it. <laughs> we are streaming Fall Guys literally every waking and sleeping moment. Uh-huh. It's incredible. It's all that ever matters. Thank you, Ivan, for gifting the game to us so that we can play it. Yes. It's the best! Love that. That's all I care about. I'm so the happy for you. <laughs> the next time... The next episode is going to be me being like, I'm never playing that game again or something. <laughs> I'm so fucking I'm, sick of that game. <laughs> I'm just so hyper fixated on it right now. It's all I'm doing. Right. Uh, what are your cats doing? And what are you drinking? Um, well, I just cleaned the litter boxes. So one of them is uh, peeing, I think. I hear pee pee. And then nice. <laughs> I'm drinking clean box. a crisp water. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to say Mountain Dew. I'm proud of you. It's Wawa. Good job, baby. <laughs> The other cat, actually, he's behind me looking out the window like a little precious cherub. Oh, he's just curious. What's going on short lived. How is your week? What are your cats doing? And what are you imbibing? <gasps> Big words. <laughs> Word of the I day, a, babe. I read a book today, so learned, learned some things. Uh, my week has been really good. Guess what? Guess what, everyone who's been following the saga? I finished putting my computer together, finally. <laughs> it <laughs> has we taken are, 12 years, years later. <laughs> fuck's sake we finally got that last cord that we needed thank you for providing <laughs> it's together it's up it's running there were several tears involved but guess what i'm the henry cavill now <laughs> i did the thing that he did you were henry cavill all along oh henry cavill was the friends we made along the way he was the friends but i'm up and running babe i've got a new workstation hopefully this audio is not trash <whistles> i'm living my best life here we go this is a new chapter for fauna out no she goes into the world more max uninhibited <laughs> yes no more max god apple not only can you not sponsor us you can suck my butt <laughs> you about that? can suck my whole butt i wouldn't take money if you tried to give it to me i might take money if you tried but i'm not gonna <laughs> seek it out so take that i'm drinking a water twinsies and Cheers. one of my cats is looking she's sitting right behind me and she's looking at the back of my chair and i think she's gonna jump on it which isn't going to be fun. And the other one is uh, nowhere to be seen, but he was in trouble earlier because he ate a piece of tape after I told him not to. And then God. he immediately barfed up the tape. And I was like, well, see, this is what happens when you don't listen to mommy. I've never really looked up the plastic and cat thing, but why they chomp on that plastic? They love it. It's got to feel good on their teeth, right? That's what I think. You know how sometimes when you floss and it hurts, but it hurts good because you haven't <laughs> flossed in a while? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? That's cat flossing, babe. That's what I think that feels like when they do that. It's got to be it. I don't know. Either that or they're just unhinged. Like Mulder, like if I have a package, he is like hot on it, man. Yes, He's, they are instantly seeks with it, it out. 
And he also knows that I fucking hate it. He'll also try to eat, like, stickers off of, like, the Taco Bell bag. Yeah. And he's just, like, a little fucking addict. They love those inconsumables. But sometimes he does it, like, if I haven't fed him dinner or something, he'll go and chew plastic because he knows I hate it so much that I'll get up. And then he's <laughs> yes. like, meow. Yes. <laughs> now it's like me, attention. Bitch. <laughs> yes. Do you forget about me? I'm still here. <laughs> well, I think I told you all before, uh, I don't know, like three years ago, but I came in and my big fat cat was eating the string tie from my bikini. Yes. He was just like eating it. I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. So he's nowhere to be seen, probably out eating some plastic or something, which is great. Probably. Uh, we do have a little bit of business, though, here on the front end okay. of our mullet podcast. We have a new Grime Gang patron. Welcome oh, to this family. Right. She actually joined like 10 minutes after we finished recording our last episode. So yep. when we finished, we saw the notification. <laughs> Just and we were barely like, made the cut there. Whoops. Yeah. Gotta uh, wait two weeks. Please. But this week, do you want to do the word association? Sure. I rarely do it. Okay. So get in my bosom. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your word association? Sure. Okay. So in light and in honor of my new computer setup, I want to know what this person's Microsoft Office digital assistant would be. <laughs> so this is we're working with Cassie this week. Who would she have? Cassie would be the little dog. Oh, that's a good one. The dog was really cute. He was cute. What was the one you always went for? The dog. That's the only one I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know there's a paperclip and a dog, and I couldn't think of anything else. There's like a kitty cat and a T-Rex. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There might be a robot. The paperclip was definitely the most chaotic of them all, though. Yeah. He was well, a good welcome guy. to our weird family. We we know you've been here for a while, Cassie, because you're already in our Discord. But welcome to the Grime Gang tier. Ready for all of your to God tier amazing service. awards to abound. So just fucking buckle up. Open well, up your and mouth. They were, like already, they were already favorite patron oh, this yeah. past week for making their sister listen to her podcast. Hell yeah. Spreading the Grime gospel. Every time you get Grime Gospel spreads, we uh, we make you our favorite. So. We absolutely do. So thank you anyways. If you guys are interested in joining our group of patrons, again, you can do that at patreon.com slash keeperchat. Check it out. It's a great time. Okay. Are you ready to learn about our animal of the week? Yes. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, did it disconnect? No, I was just like, am I ready? I had to ask oh. myself. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, so this week, I had asked our patrons to recommend something tiny. I wanted to talk about a tiny man. And Cute. Yeah. And I just wanted to, like, get into that tiny man's business. So we got a lot of really good suggestions. But Aaron suggested to us that we talk about marine flatworms. And you guys know how much we love marine weird shit in the ocean. Flatworms. And you also know how much we love talking about worms. So I combined the two. And we're going to talk about this small man. Yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking, Flora. That that is like a million different animals, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that wasn't what I thought you were gonna say. But <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Uh, no, I know what you're thinking because earlier in episodes of <laughs> the 40s, whatever those were, we talked about the nudibranchs, and this looks like a nudibranch, but it's not a nudibranch. So don't worry. Okay. But I've said nudibranch now four times, so I'm gonna try to stop saying that for the rest of the podcast. Great. This guy's different. So these are marine flatworms. There are like, I don't know, a billion of them. Roughly, actually. Yeah. 
4,500 species. So quite a bit. You know I love talking about collective groups yep, of individuals. Yep, you just grab half the pot and fucking throw them out so we can never do them again. I love that. You're you welcome. take years off the podcast every time you pick an animal. Be, I'm trying to be efficient here. Who wants to learn about two different flatworms? Actually, I think all of us would. <laughs> just kidding. So we're in phylum. We're in a new phylum this time. Normally, guys, we're in chordata because we love those vertebrate bitches. But this week, we're in phylum platyhelminthes. These are the flatworms. Welcome to the flatworm hell. Buckle up, bitch. My Bus first question. It's full of worms. Yes. How flat question. are they? <laughs> Very flat. Very they're, fucking flat. <laughs> they're on average only about one millimeter thick. Cute. So not quite down with the thickness. They're down with the thinness, I think. But we're in that phylum platyhelminthes. We're okay, this is where it gets tricky because right off the bat from the phylum there's already like so many variations of him that it's it's just like broken down in so many different fucking ways that to keep things cohesive and making even a little bit of sense we're just going to kind of broadly categorize them and for the most part they're broken down into the order polycladidae and then just kind of like the class subdivision that they generally go by is turbellaria but okay. that in itself is sometimes considered obsolete as a classification tool. I don't care. I'm going to keep using it. So sue me. We're not on the edge, like the breaking edge of science here. Well, I don't care. <laughs> no, I got this from the internet, from a Google yeah, search. Yeah, I'm not writing my paper about <laughs> flatworms. I don't give me a shit. Okay, so I mentioned there are roughly 4,500 species. And right? those guys can live on water or in land. But since we're talking specifically about the marine flatworms, we're talking about the ones in water. Yeah. Uh, on average, they're between around 3 to 20 millimeters in length, which is about 0.1 to about 0.8 inches. Not very long at Wait, all. Wait, what? Yeah. He's less than an inch? He's really small. But they can Why get upwards. Why do they upwards. look so goddamn big? Because it's photos, babe. Whoa. <laughs> but they can get upwards of uh, 6 centimeters long. All these photos make it look massive, like... They don't make it look that small. They just zoom in so much. Fucking bastards. Yeah, I guess so. Either that or everything that I've learned is a lie. So it could be that as well. Sure. But uh, their body is flat, as we already mentioned. It's kind of ovular shaped. Kind of like a leaf shape is what you're looking for. And Ribbon candy vibes. Ribbon candy vibes is the big one. Yeah, I think we talked about that with the previously mentioned boy. But, um, yeah, they get really, like, ruffly, like a lasagna noodle or a ribbon candy. And that's Yeah, they much... have those, like, flared edges. Yeah, really nice. It's like, um, it's like a dress, you know, like when the woman, like, flips her dress when she's salsa dancing. Mm-hmm. Very good. I love that aesthetic. <laughs> I get, like, also Tide Pod vibes where, like, I just want to eat one. Oh, no. I mean, I guess that's the, I guess it's the ribbon candy portion, but it also, like, fruit by the foot or, like, some kind of, like... Not fruit by the foot. What's the one that's like a square? And you like pick, you like pull fruit the roll-ups? shapes out. Yeah, fruit roll-up vibes mm. too. Yeah, I can see that. Especially when you're like pulling on it and it kind of stretches and gets like curly on the edge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds really tasty actually. Yeah. I want some. I uh, but uh, it's like the, it's like nature's forbidden gum. Please don't eat him. So etymology wise, word wise, polyclatida is Greek in origin, polis meaning numerous, and kletos mm. meaning branch. 
And this is referring to the shape of their branched intestines, which I guess the Greeks were just like, let's get in there <laughs> into his guts. And that's what we're going to name him. So to each their own. I mean, good on him for even having any. So fucking flat. It's true. Uh, there are only a few species that live in freshwater habitats. For the most part, the ones that do live in water are going to be in like a marine ecosystem. And they're pretty common all throughout the world. They spend most of their time in what's known as the littoral and the sublittoral zones, which are basically just shallow water near the shore. And mm -hmm. they spend a lot of their time around coral reefs. That's where you're going to see most of them. And this is actually why there's such variety, because they are found everywhere, but those that are found in the tropical regions tend to be a lot more colorful. And that kind of right. has to do with like mimicry, but also camouflage. So they're trying to fit into those like really colorful reefs in which they live, such so as where you get a lot of that variety. Uh, their bodies. Let's talk about this because this is very relatable. They're soft. They're unsegmented. Mm. They're sort of globular in their shape. Mm -hmm. Aren't we all? They are bilaterally symmetrical. Cute. Um, and they have a head and a tail. So they're not just like a little beep. They're not just like a discarded piece of fabric. Exactly. They have <laughs> thoughts and wishes and hopes and dreams. Like a discarded piece of fabric, they don't actually have a skeleton. Um, they're mm. very flexible because of that, which is great. Great for doing those splits. But they don't really have legs, so like a split isn't really it. It's more of just like a general crunch. Yeah, I mean, I think thing. they're kind of always doing a split, really. Anyway, like you kind of think about do. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. To add to the no skeleton bonanza, they also don't have a circulatory or respiratory system. So like, nice. what is he? <laughs> if he doesn't have any of those things, what's left, right? Um, but he has three different layers of cells, and again, this is contributing to that very slim, one millimeter thick frame. Uh, so they have their endoderm, their mesoderm, and their ectoderm, and that's it. This guy's pretty basic as far as, like, what he's made up of. That's okay. kind of it. Um, but to account for the lack of circulatory and respiratory systems, they still have to circulate, like, nutrients and oxygen and everything. And the way that right. they do that is through diffusion. Um, so that's part of the one of the reasons why their bodies are so flat and so thin is they're expanding their surface area and maximizing that to increase the absorption uh, through right. diffusion. So basically they're just like one, like I mean like their name said, they're just kind of branched out underneath the skin and the flatter and wider you are, the more branches you have. So that works in their favor. They also, again, adding to the lack of things they have <laughs> or the things that they do not have, I should say, they don't have a brain. And, but instead, they mm. do have a very basic nervous system, and this is made up Literally of two collections so of nerve cells or ganglia on either side of their body. But you and I talk a lot about, like, wouldn't it just be so nice to forego all of our earthly possessions and problems? To be a discarded piece of living fabric under the seabed? <laughs> I mean, again, when Katy Perry said, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. Yes, that actually is how I feel a lot. And this marine Almost flatworm all the time. seems to check this box. So I would really just love to kind of morph into him. Thanks. But going back to that lack of brain and those two ganglia. So they have those two simple cords of nerves on either side of their head. And those run down either side of their body. And they control their movement and other general functions. But, I mean, are they going to have really ambitious goals and dreams? Maybe, but probably not because they don't have a brain. So take that as you will. They're living simple worm lives. Worm things, yeah. Worm things. Just worm things. Just doing worm things, which I would Hashtag honestly love to do. Just worm things. <laughs> A lot of these look like elephant teeth, which is like weird. Oh, like mitochondria. But, yeah. 
I can see that. patterning. They're very ripply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Let's talk about their holes. Uh, they've only got one hole. Right. This is actually just for ingesting food. It's really, they don't have a butthole. So I know that right. you were wondering. Well, whole body is a butthole. butthole. Everything's a butthole. Yeah, I guess you can kind of say that. The butthole. Diffusing everything. <laughs> the butthole is in the eye of the buttholder. <laughs> like, I think if shit just, like, came out of my pores, which I guess it does. It does, yeah. But if, yeah. like, my shit literal did. I mean, it kind of does, uh, though. My shit doesn't, though. Yeah, but you're excreting other waste throughout your holes. Yeah, your but pores. not my shit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Okay. Definitely not my shit. So they've got their one hole. This is where they ingest their food. They can spit out leftover bits. If they're, like, trying to digest it and it's not working, they can just, like, pop it right back out that same hole. But for the most part, they're only taking in what they can digest. And this is located on the underside of their body, right in the center. Um, This does mean, however, because they just have (laughs) that hole. That's a weird place for it. Oh, isn't it alarming? They have a head. Why Mm -hmm. did they put that down there? I don't know. It's just out there. It's just in the middle, right in the middle. It reminds me of like a drain, <laughs> you know, like in the middle of a room. Kind of weirds me out. But because they just have this one hole and they don't have a butthole, it means that they cannot continually process food like humans do or like any other animal that processes food continuously. Um, so they kind of okay. have to just like eat and then Sit. focus on that and then go back to living their life. Yeah. They have a pair of pseudo tentacles on their head. And this is right. unlike the nudibranchs, who actually do have true tentacles on their head, those little, like, bunny ears. And this causes a lot of issues because people are trying to tell the difference between the two. And if, you know, there's, like, reasons to want to know that because one is poisonous and one is not. Okay. We'll get into how to tell those differences in a little bit, but just remember that they do still have well, those. Well, one's fucking flat. Yeah, but the nudibranchs can also be kind of flat. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So just remember that they have those pseudo-tentacles on their head. And okay. These, because they're, they're considered pseudotentacles because they're formed by folding parts of their head into, like, little fake ears. Um, but interestingly, those little pseudotentacles do have light-sensitive cells known as ocelli, and those don't really provide sight, but they are, like, photosensitive, so they give them awareness of light and dark. Behind okay. the pseudotentacles on their head and right in the center of their body, they have what's known as an eye spot, which is, like... Honestly, very topical since we just talked about the Tuatara in his third fucking right. eye. Like, this man also has a third eye. Illuminati is everywhere. <laughs> he only has Christ. one eye. Well, yeah, I mean, this one isn't really an eye either, though. It's an eye spot. It has the same <laughs> so function. So he's got zero eyes. <laughs> he's either got three sort of eyes or zero true eyes. Again, it's in the, what? It's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> he doesn't... Oh, you're just giving him two free eyes. You can't just do that. Well, he's got, he's got little light-sensitive things. I think he's got, you know, two okay, here's the thing. Because he's got those weird, non-existent head. Like I, <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. That's all he's working with. Like, I've got to give him credit where credit is due because he doesn't have anything else. He's literally just picking and choosing those bizarre shit to have, isn't he? This man is a flat, <laughs> discarded scrap of fabric with a hole he in his belly. A discarded bag. It's his he fucking is. belly button is, like, the only thing going on with him. Like, let's just give him some credit. So anyways, he's got this eye spot in the center of his back, and this is the same function as the Ocelli uh, photosensitivity only. They think that it helps to uh, detect, like, shadows from prey or other species or whatever, um, helps keep them abridged of what's going on, but they also have chemoreceptors on their body that they can use to detect prey and locate other members of their species. And they don't exactly know, like, where in the body this is, but they think just in the way that they orient themselves around threats and stuff, that they think they're located near those pseudo-tentacles on their head. 
Gotcha. Kind of on the underside of their body, they are covered in small cilia, which are small hairs, and they secrete a slime, which, when interacting with the little moving hairs, allows them to rapidly move over the reef. Like a little water slug. (laughs) Slipping and sliding. A wet piece of discarded fabric. Like you blew your nose in them and you threw them on the ground. Gross. Yeah, he did. (laughs) That's actually exactly what he is. It's honestly probably the extent of him as like a creature is that. It's a little tissue. So not all of them are brightly colored, but uh, they vary widely depending on their camouflage and mimicry needs. Yeah, they're needs. crazy colors, some yeah. of them. And they have a lot of really cool patterns, too. So a lot of the, like, darker colored ones are trying to blend in, so they're using, like, their appearances like camouflage, right? But mimicry mm-hmm. is also really big in the marine flatworm community, and a lot of them will mimic poisonous nudibranchs. This is what's known as Batesian mimicry, and that's, that's what where, I would do. yeah, the flatworm is the mimic and the nudibranch is the model. And so they're trying to adopt different traits in order to mimic that nudibranch so that everyone stays away from them. And there are some really cool photos out there where you can see some of the similarities. And it's kind of funny because they're trying really hard, but sometimes it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work that well. But hey, if you're working with something that wants to eat you that barely has an eyeball to its name, then like it probably does the trick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think I'm not wearing my glasses and I'm looking at this and I'm like, that's not bad. So, you know, I'm not saying I have perfect eyesight or anything. Far from it. But if I'm comparing myself to some, like, dumbass in the ocean that wants to eat him, probably pretty good. Yeah. Probably pretty effective. Okay, so how do you tell them apart? The flatworms. What's flat? The flatworms are going to be flatter than either the nudibranchs. Or they're commonly confused with sea slugs as well. So we're going to rope those in. The nudibranchs and the sea slugs uh, are very similar in that they share a lot of characteristics. But the flatworm is the one that's different from those two. So he's always going to be flatter than the other two. Again, Mm -hmm. it's kind of small potatoes when you're looking at two tiny things in the ocean that are like flittering by. Like I don't think you're going to be like, that one looks flatter. But to each their own. They also tend to move a little bit faster. So they're going to be like fucking flitting around and scuttling. And the nudibranchs maybe aren't. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of this is comparative. So unless you're sitting side by side, I don't really know how you'll tell the difference. Flatworms do have those pseudo tentacles that we talked about. And again, those aren't real tentacles. This can be really hard to tell the difference also because real tentacles can be like zooped into the head of a nudibranch right. or a sea slug. So it, nothing matters. Flatworms, though, this is a good one. They don't have any gills like the like some of the nudibranchs do. So if you remember, we talked about those like flowery branched gills all over mm-hmm. their body. The flatworms won't have any of those. So try as they might, they're not the real thing. <laughs> they're just a, a sad excuse. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have those. But again, not all nudibranchs have those either. So either not way, you're kind of fucked. Nudibranchs. Now, this is the one that really got to me. <laughs> they said that this is the easiest way to tell the difference. Apparently, okay. flatworms are more delicate. And they tear more easily than a nudibranch or a sea slug will. That's mean. That's what I thought. And everyone's like, well, don't pick them up because you don't want to test this theory. So um, to myself, I'm like, well, what am I just supposed to think to myself? Does he look like he'd tear better? Like, is that how I'm going <laughs> to tell the difference? I, what do you want from me? I think me? everyone <laughs> should just mind their own goddamn business and it doesn't matter what he is. I think everyone should just, just not swim the fuck away and mind your own fucking <laughs> yeah. business. You say I think maybe people should just not pick up men that they meet in the ocean. Maybe that. Yeah. How about that? But you know, he's not out here fucking with you. Don't be out here fucking with him. It's just not worth it. And yeah. I mean, last but not least, like biologically, flatworms are unsegmented worms 
in a different phylum. And nudibranchs and slugs are mollusks. Right. So I don't know if that's going to be really helpful to you, but I just think you should avoid them regardless and maybe yeah, don't like fuck I with them. Yeah, I think anything that's a worm gives off its own like worm vibes all the time. Hmm. That's true. It has a like, like a di- There's a different like worm energy coming off of them <laughs> that I feel like you would be able to like totally sense. So between like the worm energy and like just the general gut feeling of like how terrible is he, like maybe you'd have a right. pretty good idea. Then I think you're solid. Yeah, yeah. that's easy. But regardless, just, like, mind your own fucking business. Yeah, don't don't fucking touch him. I mean, this isn't to say that, like, nudibranchs and sea slugs aren't fragile either. Like, don't touch any of them. Please leave them alone. Don't fucking Stop do it. Stop touching things. You don't have to touch everything, Karen. Um, they do have a very interesting method of consuming food. They have what's known as a blind gut, which I already kind of talked about, which means that they have that single mouth, and then that leads to their stomach area, and right. that's what's branched all over their body. So they don't really have, like, a, a specific one location organ they're just kind of flat and so everything goes everywhere like everything's a stomach as well as also not a stomach correct <laughs> it was all stomach but that just means that all of their nutrients and all of their wastes are have to be spread around by diffusion just like everything else and this goes through all those different gut branches around their body and i mean that's how they're gonna do their thing what this does mean though is that they have to have a method for getting rid of their waste and as you kind of already alluded to, um, while it is circulated around the body, they do kind of have like a pore system to get rid mm. of that. Okay. It's what's known as a proto-nephridial excretory organ. And these are small organs that don't have any openings into the body, but they're situated inside the body and they open into a network of tubes that have openings that lead to the outside. <laughs> Which I was like, okay. I said opening a lot. How many openings are there? Basically, I just think it's like a poop channel canal out out it just goes out yeah. like i just imagine like 50 arrows shooting out from the flatworm right gotta get rid of that stuff you know uh but when they go to consume things so for the most part they are carnivorous but they can be okay. omnivorous and they can also be herbivorous it just depends i mean there's like a fucking million species so like why be picky when to each their own yeah you don't have, like, a face and stuff. Like, what on actual fuck are they hunting, though? Please, because I can't. <laughs> they eat humans. No. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? Just, like, They are on one toe. of the <laughs> ocean's top predators. Oh, my God. Uh, no, they feed on sponges, mollusks, bryozoans, ascidians, protozoa, and sometimes algae and other small okay. organisms. It's, like, nothing big and nothing that really yeah. puts up a fight, I would say. Right. Like, a lot okay. of it is just, like, something that's sitting there living, minding its own business, and he just comes and, and he like, just comes over on. and, like, gives it the suck. <laughs> yeah. Can you even believe in this day and age? So some of the species will grasp their prey with their flexible body, and they'll, like, maneuver them around to move them to their bottom center hole, mm-hmm. which, like, skeeves me out. Gross. Yeah, I just, I just think of it like a belly button, and, like... Positioning yeah, someone to in just the middle be at your belly button off. freaks me out. Yeah. Anyways, so then the others, and this is maybe more palatable, they'll expand their pharynx outside of their mouth and shoot it out of their mouth, and they'll Cute. use that to engulf their prey. And um, some of the species will do that and just like kind of suck it back into that little mouth belly button, and then Cute. others will actually, when they engulf it, like excrete digestive juices and then disintegrate it and then just slurp him. So he just, like, shoots out his little jaw and then, like, sucks him up and takes the biggest fucking sip, babe. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. I just, he must just eat, like, one thing. Like, you know, he's so thin. 
Right. Like, it doesn't take much to fill him like up. Like when he's got a full belly, is he like thick? <laughs> right, it just gets like a little bold. <laughs> he's got a little belly on him. Well, that's just it though. Like it's all over his body. So I guess he just like gets kind of thicker. Yeah. Who knows? Thicker everywhere. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> it's, it's like he spreads out the thickness. But when that pharynx that he ejects from his face, or I guess from his mouth, is not in use, it's he, he keeps it inside, you know? Don't want to let cool. that hang out. Don't get it stuck on stuff. No. But the different f- species of flatworms will have different specialized diets, and some of them actually prefer dead to living organisms. They don't want to work that hard right? for that food. They got to just do what they need to do. All right, now this is where it gets real good, guys. We know that you guys love learning about how they fuck, and boy, oh boy, is this a good one. Reproduction. Flatworms are considered simultaneously hermaphroditic, which means nice. that they have both male and female organs in their bodies, but they're like situationally, wow, let me try that again, situationally hermaphroditic, okay. and the sperm is passed between the two individuals by darting. So they do uh, sexual reproduction, and when two individuals come together to mate, they act out what's known as penis fencing, where they will right. duel with their double-pronged penis two penises they look like teeth kind of which is scary and they're on the underside of their body and they'll just kind of like flip they around. come out of their belly hole no they're just kind of there i guess they just like shoot them out of their body i guess oh it's not the belly button mouth hole it's like on one end oh. so those come out those little like pronged pen- penises and then they will sit there and fence with them and the goal is to stab the other one first because if you're injected in the eye yeah right if you're right in that well they don't have any eyes according to flora so but yeah if you're injected with the semen first then you lose you lost the penis fencing so wow you're the loser but they do this uh for a long time and apparently like they can get really rough and there have been like serious injuries reported (laughs) i sound like a reporter from the field there have been serious injuries reported but they can like tear each other's like skin apart and just like rip each other apart trying to inject because they're rippable them with semen yeah they're really terrible tear tear that's so it's just like the like tag you're it like you have to carry the child no you that's no, exactly you. what like, it is that's exactly i would if i had if i could fence for the like ability to not have the child i would you know what i mean like i would get rid of that in a heartbeat right but like i think the shame of like being the one that lost is like maybe too great for me as well i don't know how i would feel about it like if i tried that hard and i just got injected i'd be like Ugh. and that's the other thing is because right. again they're just like a big old flat thing where all their bits are everywhere they can be injected anywhere on their body it doesn't have to be in a certain spot it's like whoever it's in the eye. whoever it's called darting whoever darts them first and injects them with semen is the winner and their penis fencing can last up to an hour <laughs> excuse me horrific i'm watching a video of it and it's actually horrific. it's really spooky right that guy just jizzed all over his back i don't even know if that got inserted but he's got goo all over the outside of him now <laughs> disgusting embarrassing i know I, okay and i would think that maybe it like wouldn't be visible but like boy oh boy is it, it visible is. it is it's like really humiliating it's disgusting but you're exactly right like you're you're basically doing this whole thing you're dueling for the right to not have to carry that child and so right. the outcome determines the sex of each individual. If you're the one that won and you injected the other, you're considered the male and you like swim off because your gametes have been shared. You don't have to do jack shit. You, you have die now. zero investment. No, they just like go live their lives. Like they're just like, oh, whatever. Bye. 
like see you never quite actually and then the loser becomes a female which i don't really love this commentary but we're gonna go with it uh but the female has to expend extra energy now because she's absorbing the sperm and now she has to go yeah. find food to be able to produce the eggs so when that one is darted with sperm it goes immediately to the female organs and that's when it kind of kicks off this chain of events so right. yeah uh, like I said, it can happen on any part of the body. It doesn't matter. And they'll still go to those same female organs. And then once, um, the eggs are fertilized in internally, then she'll lay them in a jelly-like substance. She lays like a bunch of eggs and they'll hatch and they come out as little miniature flatworms. They don't go through any sort of like differing phases or anything. Well, they're, they're just... already like a millimeter long. Yeah. Like what's the point? You don't need to grow. There ain't much to them. So. <laughs> You're already there. Jesus Christ. It's weird that he's, like, nothing, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, but I have this just, like, stabby thing I have hidden inside my flat body. Oh, I have two of them. <laughs> it's horrible. Joke's on you. They look like little, like, like spiky nipples. He's like Assassin's Creed, how they have, like, a hidden blade. He's just like, pew. <laughs> Joke's on you, bitch. I was ready to dart you in a second. Yeah, you guys should watch videos. It's really weird. It's really fucking weird. Okay, so I already mentioned that they are hermaphroditic, which, like, technically, I mean, they can regenerate parts of them. So, like, I guess they could, to a certain extent, reproduce asexually, but they just don't. I just think they like to do oh. this humiliating thing, you know? Well, they don't want to be torn in half. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, is this much better? Probably. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> if Maybe. you were like, hey, Flora, uh, would you rather get stabbed... Have a baby. Or me just rip you in, tw in torn. In twain. What is it? In twine? In twain? In twain. <laughs> rip you in twain. Rip you in twain. I would say, please stab me. Actually, no. I'd say rip me in twain. That's what I'm saying. I would never want a child. No, I know. I know. Torture. I just think they want to put themselves in like a sexual arms race of creating better and better penis fencers. Right. Because like, when does it end, you know? That's what I'm saying. It's like you're all the best penis fencers out there. You got to like reach your peak at some point. But you're like reproducing with a bad penis fencer. So. Yeah, but like I would think that like the penis fencing part of it would be like more of like the male side, right? Because it's like their penis. The dominant side. Right. So like I'm just wondering if like those genes are carried on and then the females aren't. Well, I mean, they are getting carried on, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like the losing males maybe aren't. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't ask anyone. I didn't ask a flatworm because I didn't think to. <laughs> I don't think they got a mouth to talk, really. They have one mouth. It's on their underbelly, but... Oh, he can't talk when he's I laying don't... on it like that. That's true. Or if he's like, seems like doing anything else, he can't really say anything, so... But anyways, they can regenerate to a certain extent. It just depends on the different species and, like, what the fuck happened to them. What part got... Yeah. Ripped in twain. If they are cut in half, though, two different specimens form, which is cool, I guess, um... Wow. They can also be induced to, to grow several heads if their heads are sliced the right way, which... This is terrible. Like, who, who did that study? That's what I'm thinking, is, like, who is the one that has the key to knowledge of, like, how to slice their heads the right way to grow multiple heads? No, thank you. But no. this regeneration in some species can take as little as 10 days. That's not even a fortnight. That's chill. It's a week and a half. And then you've got, like, a new head or you've got, like, a new you sitting next to you can do anything in 10 days oh my god that's nothing Throw a new head absolutely who cares easy <laughs> come at me uh conservation though i mean we're talking about a lot of species because we pulled a <laughs> fauna special how for they please start the list of all four thousand and their iucn red list status 
go. Okay, excellent. We have a few minutes left. <laughs> um, for the most part, that conservation situation is fine. They're doing just fine. Okay. I think, I mean, I, they're affected by a lot of other issues that a lot of ocean life is, but because they do yeah. live on reefs, well, a lot of them live on reefs, The I mean, their food supply is going to suffer if the coral reefs die. Mm-hmm. Especially so small. Exactly. Especially if they're, like, coming up to things that don't leave the reef. You know, they're just, like, living on it like sponges and shit. So that's a big part. Like SpongeBob and shit. (laughs) SpongeBob and shit. SpongeBob on the brain. Always. But the, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a big threat. So like, let's make sure that we're not like bleaching our coral reef and like we're not like killing it with just general bad ocean practices. (laughs) And I think another thing that like probably affects them a ton is all these people going down there and trying to see if they're a nudibranch and oh, just yeah. ripping them into a million pieces right. like a little piece of paper that they're right. tearing up right and like, so that no one can get their address and personal information <laughs> off their mail so they shred them in the ocean no don't do that and that's the other thing is like you don't and they're like, have oops, to know guess it was a flatworm <laughs> right that's what i'm saying is like did you really have to know that badly like jesus dude oop he's just out Oopie. here it's just out here, like probably just freshly inseminated, like ultimately He's already humiliated. Like, yeah, feeling humiliated. You just kind of ripped him in half. Unbelievable. So, uh, if you want to help out marine flatworms, I mean, don't contribute to ocean pollution. Try mm. to elect politicians who believe in climate change. Try mm. to limit your use of sunscreen. That bleaches mm-hmm. coral reef. You know, all mm-hmm. of these different types of things. If you are participating in tourism in the area, don't go fucking around with the ecosystem. Maybe just like yeah. look at it and let that be it. Like don't go touch it or stick your toe in it or anything. Don't do any of that. Just be cool about it. I think all just of those things cool. will help. Also, you can always donate monetarily to different uh, organizations. There's, I don't know, there's so many out there. <laughs> Coral Reef Foundation, we donated to them once. Those guys are great. Uh, but all of that, anything that you can do to help proliferate the Coral Reef and make sure that it doesn't die off is going to be helpful to the animals that live there. And obviously, it's such a diverse ecosystem that you're not just helping flatworms, you're helping lots of stuff. Right, like even if you hate flatworms <laughs> you're like, and you wish they were dead. I don't want to contribute to their conservation. There's got to be something there. But that you're boy, like, oh boy, do behind. I love those fucking sponges that live on there. I love those. <laughs> I want to help them. Then you can do I'm that. I'm team nudibranch. Are you? I think so. Okay. Well, they're just doing their best, you know. Yeah. They're just a little bit less fake. Like, they have, like, real <laughs> antenna, fake. real mouths, like, real faces. <laughs> right. They didn't, like, half-ass it. This is just a piece of paper someone got wet and was like, I guess we'll give it sentience. <laughs> it's a piece of paper someone got wet where they just copied the nudibranch's homework and threw it into the ocean. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh, whoopsie. Well, Whoop, he alive now. I fun. guess he's out there. Um, give him a dick. Let's go. <laughs> give him two. Whoopsie. Uh, I forgot to mention, but they do that same like fluttery motion. So everyone has seen that video, mm. right? Where they just like are like, you know, it's exactly like the ribbon dancing. Ribbon dancing. Ribbon dancing. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like Lizzie McGuire and she had oh, that yeah. ribbon dancing segment and someone's oh, like yeah. we all thought that this was like amazing. <laughs> I was just, like I'm born to be a ribbon dancer. And she's literally just like just fucking swinging it around and everyone in the group is like oh, amazing. Anyway, she's really good. Lizzie McGuire, the ultimate marine flatworm stan. But that's all I got in them. <whistles> I know. Wow. Something, huh? Are you ready for that TLDL? Hit. 
me. All right. This week we talked about marine flatworms. It's a whole bunch of different ones, but they're in the phylum platyhelminthes, and there's like 4,500 species, so we didn't get too specific. Uh, they can range anywhere between 3 to 22 millimeters in length or anywhere up to like 6 centimeters in length. And for the most part, all of them have like a flattened ovular or leaf-shaped body. They're very, very flat, only about 1 millimeter thick. And while they don't have a skeleton, a brain, a circulatory system, or a respiratory system, they're still worth your time and attention. <laughs> they're very flexible. They're found kind of all over the world in any like uh, shallow areas or in coral reefs. And they have a very basic kind of nervous system with like ganglia that run down the center of their body. They don't really have real eyes, according to Flora. I think that they count, but who am I to say? Uh, they're basically just photoreceptors on their body, and they have a mouth in the center of their underside, and <laughs> that's it. They don't have a butthole. Everything Only the essentials. that enters into their body is just You're kind of like... You're flying spirit airlines. You can't pack at all. So just pick, like, one thing to take on your deserted island. You chose butthole. <laughs> Move on. Okay. I mean, everything that goes in just goes everywhere in their body. So this means nutrients, Chaos. this means oxygen, this means sperm. Like, it just doesn't matter, you know? Like, whatever. Whatever, it doesn't matter. So they've got all of that going on. They do exhibit mimicry and camouflage. The mimicry is known as Batesian mimicry, and they do this a lot with nudibranchs or sea slugs. And so they'll do a lot of changing of their appearance, and different species will look like different species of nudibranch. The idea is that nudibranchs can be poisonous, so this is a good way for them to avoid getting eaten. Hooray! <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. There are a number of ways to tell the difference. None of them I think anyone would ever remember or be able to do. So maybe just avoid anything that looks like anything, is my advice. <gasps> I'm so sorry. There is breaking news. Okay. I looked at my phone. Stephanie Meyer says at least two more books are <gasps> in the Twilight series, uh, and she is planning on writing them. Oh my god. Is it the, the viewpoint of Renesme? <gasps> <laughs> Better fucking not be. Um, This is fucking breaking news. <laughs> this is breaking news. It's breaking dawn news. Dude, Midnight Sun sold more than one million copies in its first week. I still haven't. I don't fucking it. doubt it, dude. People have been thirsting for that for, like, ten years. She must be a bajillionaire, man. Like, just a bajillionaire. She did right by her. Anyway, back to my tildo. Some of them have really interesting feeding strategies where they'll eject their pharynx and gulf it and bring it back in or just dissolve it and slurp it. And then other ones aren't as fucking fucked up and they just, like, push it toward their mouth hole to each their own. Reproduction is fucked up regardless, though, across the board. Well, just like any, I mean, yeah, like he's looking at us thinking we're gross. We're looking at him thinking he's gross. <laughs> the truth is we're all gross. Everybody in the end is gross. Marine flatworms are simultaneously hermaphroditic. So they have both the male and female sex organs. And then depending on the outcome of what's known as penis fencing, where two individuals will literally just fence with their penis for up to an hour, uh, the winner will be the one that first injects the other with sperm anywhere on their body. And then the quote unquote loser is the female, and she carries the eggs for, like, a week. It is what it is. Uh, the, I mean, the benefit, of course, is that the, the male, quote-unquote, will just be able to leave and live his life and not do literally anything to care for the offspring, and then the female will have to be the one that expends energy and whatnot. <sighs> Patriarchy's rough. everywhere, isn't it? Literally so rough. But some flatworms can regenerate. It just depends, and... Uh, yeah, it can take as little as 10 days, which is pretty cool. So they're under study for a lot of that to try to understand how that works. 
conservation wise a lot of it just depends on the area in which they live the ecosystem of the coral reef is especially fragile these days so if you want to help out marine flatworms and all the sea life that live there we recommend uh donating to places like the coral reef foundation that's what it was right crf mm-hmm. yeah coral yeah. reef foundation um there's a bunch of others out there that are supporting clean oceans make sure you recycle responsibly make sure you're not wearing sunscreen that bleaches coral all that kind of stuff um so that's a great way to help out everything but that's all i got babe uh i'm glad that we had that little like breaking news as well <laughs> sorry i just had it like no it's marine flatworm adjacent so i'm really glad that it was in there do you think what do you think humans will ever be able to grow our bits back I don't think so. I, I don't think we're ever, I don't think we're worthy, you know? Yeah. It just seems like we've got, like, I mean, he's made of paper. He's made of something, yeah. And that just seems like a little bit easier to grow back. Right. It's not as, um, not too much, right? It's not a lot. Yeah. I just don't think if I could, I don't think I would, like, have the, even just, like, mental strength to, like, grow back something. Like, it would just stress me out too much. What if we did grow it back, but it was just, like, the level of complexity of a marine flatworm? So just a piece of paper. Right, like, you, like, skin your knee, and instead of being your skin, it just is, like, a flatworm skin. Well, we can, we grow our own skin. We can do that already. We can grow a heel to skin knee. I mean, like my whole arm. Oh, and it just becomes a worm. Like if I'm ripped in twain, <laughs> I come back from that. I'm going to hedge my bet and say no. Maybe not. Mm, twain? No, probably not. Maybe. Not without Edward <laughs> Cullen's help, honestly. Oh my God. I, okay. I have to know. Did she say if it was like a continuation of the story from she where it left say. off? She just said there's two more books at, like in the series. Oh, I just wonder if she's going to do like a new moon and an eclipse from Edward's perspective. And they're probably no, going to be called. We need new content. <laughs> I they're mean. They're grown now. Like, and it, it would be less weird if they fucked. They're going to fuck in these next ones because they barely fucked enough. They did fuck, but they barely fucked enough. <laughs> she has spoken. There needs to be more fucking, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, she's probably in the process HBO. of writing them, so we need to, like, get on her her phone here real quick. And Everyone like, needs to send need. positive, beautiful fuck energy to Stephanie Meyer at all times so we can get the goods out of her. And we also need to downplay the energy of her being able to name babies because both those names were very bad. So it was were very bad names. Well, she already did the baby thing. She can't do it again. So now they just need to be like... I'm hoping she got it out of her fucking. system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Okay, well, that's it, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week, learning a little bit more about a weird tiny ocean man. We hope you had fun. We hope you learn something interesting we hope you are having a great wonderful time we know that you're not but we hope that you are um if you guys are interested in following us on social media you could do that at facebook instagram or twitter we're active on all three of those and if you want to submit a question for a and d or just reach out with anything nice to say we love hearing from you guys and you can do that at keeperchat at gmail.com uh, make sure to follow our website, keeperchatpodcast.com, where you can get all of our past episodes. You can also see what organizations we've donated money to. You can see our running tally. It's just over $3,000 at this point. We have a blog up there. We've got cool stuff happening. So make sure to check that out. And last but not least, what's most important is that you join our Patreon. We're on patreon.com slash keeperchat. You can join 
uh, three different tiers. Our $2 tip jar is just sending us a tip, thanking us for making the show, making sure it stays ad-free, supporting the podcast. And then we have a $5 and $10 tier where you get access to bonus content immediately, as well as all previous bonus content as well. So you can get things like access to voting for each week's episode, and you also get access to our Discord server where you can talk and text with us pretty much every day. We've got a lot of fun stuff going on there. Play Fall Guys. Play Fall Guys. (laughs) We watch movies. We play Jackbox games. We hang out and chat with one another. So it's a really great community. And especially during quarantine, it's been a great way for Flora and I to socialize (laughs) with other people, which is really, really fun. Speaking of our bonus episodes, if you guys join us on patreon.com, you also get access to all those past episodes and you can get access to fun, informational, relatable content like this. Here's my follow-up question. Sure. Do you have to have like a bodacious booty to be a successful twerker? I don't think it needs to be bodacious. I think it needs to have... A physical form. Okay. <laughs> so like not concave. <laughs> not concave. Okay. Because I have no tatas, but I can still shimmy. You know what I mean? Like stuff still flaps in the wind. Sure, sure, sure. So I think as long as it... <laughs> you put a fan on me and things are going to start flapping. <laughs> Shit flaps. Oh my God. Can Ooh. you even believe that that was wow. said out loud? I need to, I need to sign up immediately because i gotta learn i gotta hear more i gotta listen to that whole episode i need to see what happened i, need, I got a taste and i need the full meal <laughs> i'm hungry for more babe so make sure to check us out on patreon.com slash keeper chat for access to that and so many more things it's a great place to join if you guys are interested in addition our grand game patrons our highest tier get to vote on our rat rave donation so if you leave a rating and review on either itunes or podchaser.com you have to make sure that you leave a rating and a review on one of those, and it cannot have any swear words in it. Uh, then we will donate $5 to conservation organization of our patrons' choice, and they get to vote on those every month. So it's a great way to help out, to support organizations that you believe in, and make sure your money's going to a good place. It's also really easy to do, so we appreciate everyone who's done that. Yeah. That's it. Yay. Anything else? No. Okay, everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. Smell you later.